There's not one guy, one person in the history of this program that's bigger than the program. What's better than this? Guys being dudes. Ooh, what's up? Welcome into episode number 92 of the Program Guys podcast. My name is Mason Prince, joined with you as always by Patrick Hertzberger. Brian Tyson, Matt Gann, no more call this week. Today is Thursday, October 12th. Be sure to like, subscribe on our YouTube channel. We didn't hit 2,000 subscribers by Texas, but guess what, folks? We're still accepting subscribers. We'll still take all the subscribers we can get on our YouTube channel. You can find us on all of our social media as well at Program Guys with a Z on all those socials. That's Twitter or X, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, all of that stuff. You can also go to all of our audio channels. That's on that's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all of that stuff. Also go to programguys.com for all the written content your heart could desire. Gentlemen, the Oklahoma Sooners are still undefeated. It's a bye week for the boys, but it's not a bye week for the program, guys. We don't never. take weeks off. We really never do. We no, we, we've we haven't once. We've in two literally years. never <laughs> taken a week off. Never. And really proud uh, of us. We do really that for you us. guys. We do that for for us, but we also do it for you guys, for the people. So we can't, shout even, out can't to us. even get us to two thousand subscribers, and we do this all for you. I know there's a there's a seventy or seventy percent chance that you're not subscribed if you're watching it's this video right now. That's the there. that's the stat I think that we that we get from Trevor, our producer. Shout out producer Trevor, Patrick. How you doing, man? Doing amazing. Couldn't be better. I'm still riding the high. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm riding the high as well. Matt and Ryan don't look as sunburned as Mark. Does. Uh, I was in the shade. <laughs> you were okay, and in it was shade. cold. It was, it was cold. cold. Oh, oh right, you poor, you poor guy. I was freezing. You know, it's yeah, just so guy. cold. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so uh, we got a we got a fun show coming up for you guys. So we'll do a little recruiting talk, a little bye week talk, and then we're gonna give you some positional report cards. Where oh, the yeah. where we grade each Oklahoma Sooner position? We'll do offensive line as a whole. We're not going to go from guard to what? That. I know Mark <laughs> Mark would love to do that, but we're not going to do that. We need to go by individual person. Yeah, yeah <laughs> but we're going to we're going to go by the offensive line as a whole. Um, so stick around and be a, a comment along with us. Let us know what you give the grades to each position as well. But first, I want to get me and Pat's thoughts because we were not able to be on the postgame pod and uh, wanted to get your thoughts, Patrick, on OU's historic win against Texas on Saturday. What do you got for me? Yeah, I was hiking in beautiful Yosemite National Park, Flex and I put Flex I went completely dark. I he accidentally did. looked at he my did, phone. Guys. I accidentally looked at my phone. My buddy Ricky said, great game by OU. That's all he said. Oh, that man. could what? have meant so, so many things. Lame, though. That could have made so, so many things. So yeah. he like, know he was with you and he knew you were going dark. No, no, no. He wasn't with oh, me. Okay. He texted oh, okay. me. So I accidentally okay. looked at one text, and that could have meant OU played really good but didn't win. So for 24 hours, my head was just spiraling as to what happened during this game. But I knew it was going to be a good game and a great game by OU. And sure, man, it was amazing. It was a great game. It was so good. Uh, the defense showed out. Jeff Levy was hiding stuff. The play calls with Farouk were absolutely incredible. Dylan with his feet. Kirk Herbstreit, dude, what a goober. Like A goober. Face. Just announcing the game like, oh, man, this Dylan Gabriel guy is pretty accurate. Oh, wow, he's pretty good with his feet. Oh, is he kind of like Tua Tagovailoa? Like, he just can't. 
he just kept giving Dylan compliments. It's like, welcome, welcome to OU football, Kirk. Yeah. I know you haven't watched since Lincoln left, but we're pretty damn good right now. ESPN, um, ESPN's treating Kirk Herbstreit like Stephen A. Smith. They're running that dude ragged. They, that dude, that dude just has no idea where he's at until he shows up. Yeah. May I, may I please um, read the the text messages that we received from Patrick when oh, he actually please. logged in at one o three a.m. Central Time? Amazing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. One of, the first one we got was just wow in all capitals. And it shed, he said, I shed a couple tears. And then he said, I'm never watching OU Texas again. <laughs> and then, Patrick, I have to read this. Just had five beers watching a two-hour version of that game. Going to celebrate with some German liquor. <laughs> king. That's king yeah. stuff right there. Yeah. I love you so That's much. That's what happened. <laughs> I love uh, that. Absolutely killed it. I don't think it was actually five. But, hey, that's all right. Um the only thing that I think you guys didn't mention post game, a defensive player who played really good was Dejon Dejon Terry. Yeah, the Tennessee transfer. Mm-hmm. I know he was hurt yeah. part of the game. Uh, of course, Tennessee guy. I know, huh? but he he welcomed Tennessee to the SEC point, that, or Texas to the SEC that game. He played lights out when he was in, caused a lot of good pressure, and that was kind of the first big game we saw out of him. So a lot of good potential there. Defensive line in general really killed it. Really happy to see everything that went on. Yeah, uh, just some quick points from me. Dylan Gabriel legacy game. We talked about it going into it, and we knew that he had to be as good as he's ever been to win that game. And good lord, was he! What what a stud performance from Dylan. And like it or not, that dude's a Heisman candidate, and mm-hmm. he is. And if it, if the Heisman ceremony was this week, Dylan Gabriel's in New York. Yeah, he, I agree with that. He's in, he's in New York. I don't, I'm not saying he wins, but he's he's in New York. Um, Dylan was great once again, and credit to him. This team can just go as far as Dylan will take them if he continues to play like that. I love the defense. Ethan Downs makes me feel things. Uh, the fact that he was able to get back there and get not one but two sacks on Quinn Ewers and both times just stood over him like a psycho. I cannot believe he didn't get flagged. That was the most shocking thing. I've ever seen it was fantastic. It was I, I so like, oh, I loved it. It was perfect. Um, and yeah, Danny Stutzman continues to be a folk hero. Like, I'll bring everybody in now. The cinematic recap that OU football dropped Beautiful. on Tuesday evening. Chef's kiss. Matt, Matt, give me your thoughts. Give me your thoughts. Chef's, this is a cinematic masterpiece. The chills that you get, especially from the hardest line that Danny Stutzman can give. I mean, I know that's already been posted on a T-shirt. Give mm-hmm. me 10 of those bad boys because, man, I would love to be in that locker room as he's giving that speech. I, I've, I've honestly watched it like 10-plus times, and yeah. I don't even know how much time I've wasted. Every single second of that is so worth watching. It it's is blown up. It is on eight X minutes long. Uh, social media website. It is an incredible video recap. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna see that Danny Stutzman quote for the next thirty years, for sure. I mean, it's it's all time quote, man. So it's all time quote. Um, anyone else? Anyone else? Miguel Chavis in that video too. Oh, Miguel Chavis was uh, he's him. He's that guy, man. Our, right. our, but our our movie expert Ryan, what would you think, man? <laughs> you know, I I 
not to be lame at all, but I was going to talk about the cinematography a little bit. It was glorious, glorious. Like, give whoever is doing this a raise. That is some, like, movie-level shit. Like, that Mm -hmm. is some, like, that is some, like, you know, million dollars budget type shit. You know, like, that is, that's just high, high quality. I saw it all over the place um, on social media, not just from OU people. Um, people being like, oh, when did when did Oklahoma get really good at, um, you know, like videography? And I was like, well, they've always been pretty good at it. They just like this took it to another level. Yeah. So um, amazing, amazing job by the social team and whoever else had their hand in it. Being able to turn it around in just a few days, too, with that with that level of quality is is really impressive. Really, really yeah. great. For anyone who doesn't know the quote, Danny Stussman said, I'm certain of two things in life. Oklahoma only fears God and Texas fears Oklahoma. He was on the uh, Pat Max McAfee show. I think it was today. Yeah, well. on Wednesday. Yeah. And mm-hmm. man, that was an electric interview too, saying that Brent Venables is the quarterback of the scout team and picks I, apart his own defense. Jimmy Greenbeans. Jimmy Greenbeans, man. I that's, love it so much. That's a, that's his uh, scout team quarterback name. Also, he showed the tattoo, which like, who the hell? He has my head in a spin. No I have knows. no idea if that tattoo's real or not. I have no just one zero idea. I Basically. I don't think it is, but I mean, it's it's a fun story regardless. What a what a just big time goober that Mace, guy. Is. I, I gotta know who's a bigger enigma, me or Danny Stutzman, linebacker. Oh no, that might be the million dollar question. I still no, think it's, it's definitely, you. It's definitely you. It's definitely you. you. Ever since the tennis situation came up, yeah. it's you. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. <laughs> Don't worry, I got some. I got some more tricks in my bag. So oh, good, great. All right, let's uh, <laughs> let's go ahead and get some OU football news, boys. What do you say? So uh, Oklahoma moves up to number five in the AP poll. That was announced on Sunday after the game. They move up to number five. Um, they currently have the best odds to make the college football playoff. What to think the men of that? Yeah, I mean, it's an easy schedule. It like, is. That's, it is the thing. It's it's we should not lose any of our regular season games from here on out. They, and Ryan, they, to to that point, OU's schedule is easy. If you look at Texas's schedule, it's just as easy. It's, we're it's seeing them. Easier. We're gonna we're gonna see them in Arlington. Yeah. In, and and that is gonna be hard. That's gonna be a tough. It's gonna be a tough. <laughs> so, that's gonna be a tough game. Devil's advocate there, though. Yeah. We were supposed to see them in Arlington after they beat us forty-eight to zero, and we didn't. Why now? That's, that's, I think that's oh, a different. Well, team. okay, that's, that's twenty. Sure, bro. I get it. But we didn't I'm make not, it I'm either. Not, <laughs> I'm, hey, I'm just saying, I'm not counting on them to be there. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I mean, who knows? It, it could the wheels could fall off. I don't know. Or, you look at their schedule. Where's the L? I don't know. Yeah, um, they, they've already played Kansas and they've already played Oklahoma, and they don't play West Virginia. Yeah. Kansas State, maybe, maybe, but Kansas yeah. State look like dogs. Do they even play Oklahoma State? Oklahoma State? Do they even play Oklahoma State? I do not know. I don't know. Uh, but uh, Matt, what oh, you rank too high, too too low? What do you think? Um, I'm glad to see that both teams stayed in the top ten. I didn't. I mean, obviously, some teams in front of us lost with Notre Dame and some other teams, so it makes sense being at number five. But this team now has college football aspirations. I think they had that going into the year, but I don't think Sooner fans really felt that way. I think the the height of the season was really just trying to make it to the Big 12 championship and winning the conference. But now we have a real shot knowing 
how we played this past Saturday that the college football playoff, I mean, we're in our own ability to make it based on the schedule. I think it's a little bit of rat poison. Everyone keeps talking, hey, we're just going to see Texas again. Let's let's get through our schedule one week at a time. I know that's I what Danny mentioned. Agree. Yeah, Danny mentioned that on Pat McAfee's show because they also asked him about it, like, hey, you're most likely to see Texas back. And he even mentioned that, hey, we're not trying to think about the Big 12 championship one week at a time. I think Kansas is still going to be a really good team. Yeah. Got to go on the road to Bedlam. You never know those types of games. But this team is equipped to make a run based on their schedule, getting first back to the Big 12 championship and playing whoever they do. But one week at a time, and I've really liked what I've seen up to the first half of this year and feel very confident now what this Sooners team can do. Oklahoma has one game remaining against a ranked opponent this season. That's Kansas. Texas has zero. Patrick? Yeah, I agree. We have to take everything week by week. It's going to be difficult, I think, for the guys to come up, get up for every single game. Luckily, we're playing UCF. That means something to Levy and Dylan. Luckily, we're playing OSU. That means something for OU. Easy to get for, get up for that game. But BYU, TCU, I don't know. Like, are you really motivated going against those bad teams? We ha- and, and I believe Brent is the guy who's going to have us in the right mentality. But still, playing bad teams is hard sometimes. Here's Here's my thought. I just watched that TCU game. You TCU team get I'm so sorry for this, Matt, but I saw them get curb stomped by Iowa State. Lost <laughs> like, their quarterback. They lost like last... <laughs> and like we destroyed Iowa State. I I know that things can happen, but like the Kansas game, maybe, but I watched them against Texas. I wa and I know they didn't have um their quarterback either, but we should not lose a game on this schedule. Like we are better than every team that we are playing from here on out until at least the big 12 championship. And then on like, we have to keep going from week to week. They have to keep that same mentality that they had the first six weeks of the season prior to the Texas game and keep that going. But we should win. Like we should win those games. I agree with you. Uh, Some other OU news. Dylan Gabriel won Maxwell award national player of the week. And uh, Davey O'Brien, National Quarterback of the Week. Walter Rouse won Outland Trophy National Player of the Week, Best Offensive Lineman. And Andrew Anthony is going to be out for the season with surgery. Brent Venables announced on Tuesday. So tough to see Andrew go out. But for as far as Dylan and, and Walter, like, I mean, dude, those guys deserve it. Walter Rouse, I mean, we Walter. didn't even mention, we didn't even mention Patrick in, in our little yeah. snippet about Walter, like, he makes that last play happen. Mm-hmm. He makes that last play happen just by being a better player than both of those men. Like shout out to Walter Rouse. What a, what a stud. So he deserves it. Uh, and Andrell was my pick. And at the beginning of the year as the guy who we should be on the lookout for. And damn, I was right. And it sucks <laughs> that he's, that he's hurt and That's is out for loss. the year. It's a, it's a massive loss, big, Matt. You're, big, you're, big loss. You're 100% right. Now, does that mean for the wide receiver room, you're going to get more Nick Anderson, more Jaden Gibson? Probably. You're going to get more of those two, uh, especially Nick Anderson, if I had to guess. But you cannot underestimate what Andrew Anthony brought to that offense. I mean, you saw how much they tried to feed him just in the last game. Like he He's a dude who can make things happen with the ball in his hands. 
Yeah, I think we substitute his long deep balls with Brennan Thompson and maybe his shorter catches with Petaway as well. And then again, yeah, you got Jaden Gibson and Nick Anderson that are going to have to step up and take a bigger role. But man, this one hurts because he was playing so good. He was he was either one A or one B in our wide receiver team. So that yeah, it's it sucks. Anybody else? Sorry. Nope. Sorry, okay. I have one last thing on the Texas game. I forgot to bring this up. I think oh, okay. they were way sore losers, way more than what we are when we're ranked higher and play them. Because I just so many people were saying it was a fluke. They weren't it's up because for it was... they were up for a minute. One minute. You're up for a minute and you thought the game was a fluke. You didn't have control of the game but for a minute. And we scored within that minute. So they're, I just that's it was because it was because this was their year. They beat Alabama and they have yeah. been looking Not for yet. something since 2009. They're looking for that thing that says we're back. And they thought they had it with Alabama. And then they got hit by a steamroller. So also, I told you in the preview pod that Dylan Gabriel was the best quarterback on the field. And I was right. You were right. He's better than better than Quinn Ewers. And he showed it again. Sorry. <laughs> hey, when I'm right, I hate it. God, it's so annoying. I hate it All right. so much. All right, so crystal ball time. Crystal ball alert, Matt. Hey, here we go. <laughs> you always catch me at the wrong moments, man. <laughs> That's the point. I I catch you off guard to just get a generic yeah, I, I got, reaction. I got to start making noises. Uh, again. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah, every time we get a, hey, it's crystal ball. <laughs> hey. Yeah, we get those. Okay, uh, crystal ball for Eddie Pierre-Louis. Uh, he that's another one. He already had one, correct? This is the second one. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. all yeah, of these had are a couple. actually yeah, yeah. Now a few after this OU Texas game. Yeah. So I'll I'll rattle these off real quick. Uh, as for Eddie, four star, twenty twenty four offensive lineman, six four three fifteen. Michael Boganowski, uh, he's a athlete slash linebacker, three or four star in the twenty twenty four class, depending on who you ask. He's in the twenty twenty four class, but three or four star, depending on who you ask six two one ninety five from junction city, Kansas, Daniel, Akinkumi, I believe yep. that's right. We, we've enough. talked about him before. Yeah, we yeah. have. And he's announcing his top five, uh, today, Thursday. He's, I believe that's what he announced. Um, he's offensive tackle 2024, three star six, five, three twenty out of the NFL Academy in London, England. So, those are where we're at with those guys. I'm going to look up the Daniel Akinkumi news real quick just to make sure that I was right. Anybody, anything to add on those those three guys? I know we've kind of already talked about them before, but I love the love the O line talent. I think that's we're just going to continue to need bodies at that at that you know position, and I tr- I just trust Bill B with my entire soul most of the time. So. um I love I love those additions. Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh Aiken Kumi is committing <laughs> on Thursday at 2 p.m. Britain Standard Time. World Traveler Ryan. Oh god. What Jesus. is that time? What time Probably that would be six it would be seven. seven hours. It would be seven hours. So two it'd be like seven a.m. Central. I okay. Think. He's deciding between Miami, Oklahoma, Baylor, Clemson, and Ole Miss. That's who he's deciding between. So uh big day for for that. For sure. Um, yeah. Big wins like this help recruiting. Being 6-0 helps recruiting. Really, the staff has done enough to tell any recruit 
to come to the University of Oklahoma. I don't even care if we lose the rest of our games. I think the staff has done enough to say, you have seen us. No, seriously. (laughs) I mean, there's so much potential in what we saw that Saturday. If we get more guys, four or five stars like this class already is, I mean, we're lined up to be top four in the nation every single year the next four or five years. Go ahead, Matt. I'm going to do my best Mark Hall uh, crystal ball impression because I think he would really appreciate what I'm about to do for him. And I hope he listens because, as we know from experience, when Mark's not here, he typically doesn't listen to the podcast itself. So here we go. Mark Hall. Guys, I want to hit on a guy real quick. Eddie Perry Luis, Tampa, Florida. What he the, is what is happening? Six what? three, <laughs> three hundred and thirty-five pounds, guys. We've been on in on this guy for a long time. Been recruiting him very heavily. Based on two four seven, they got him at six three three thirty-five. That's very similar to Caden Green. I like that guy inside. Big. He's also played tackle before as well. He's a multi-sport athlete, so love to see it. I think Bill Bindo will do a really good job molding this guy if he's coming to us it's really between two schools based on what i've seen <clears throat> let me take a step back the mic really between just us and ucf at this point heavily leaning towards oklahoma guys this is the kind of guy we want this is the kind of guy we need we're trying to beef up the trenches and i really think based on what i need to do i might be dropping my ball soon for eddie pierre Luis. be on the watch out be on the lookout Okay, good that's job. Such an idiot. Mark Hall, <laughs> I believe, did drop a ball for Eddie Pierre Luis yesterday. But Matt, yeah. I can't wait to see if you do as well. Yeah, I can't be. wait. I can't wait. Also, if you're going to do Mark, you have to pause a little <laughs> yeah, longer than true. you than you think you need to. You know what I mean? Dramatic pause. Yeah, yeah. Still working on it. Still working progress. Still uh, working. Oh, that was funny. Uh, classic. All right. Good job, Matt. Okay. Positional report card time, boys. We're at the Ooh. quasi halfway point of the Ish. year. Six games in. What is it? Six games remaining in the regular season. I believe that's what it is. Um, I think. Yes. Many... Yeah. Because they play 12, right? They play yes. 12. Were, yeah, they play 12. You were correct. Yeah. yeah. Bam, I'm so smart. Good God. Subscribe to the channel of Mason Smart. Um, so no one subscribes. <laughs> that's messed up. All right. So we're halfway through the season. We're in a bye week now. Let's go through the positions and we're gonna grade how the position group as a whole has performed. We can drop in and sprinkle names in that we want who have probably uh what what's the what's the phrase? Uh the curve. Put out. Uh, the curve, uh, like the bell curve. Yeah, like you're. They've uh, they standard deviation. No, <laughs> you they, call they it. Stood out. They played great. Sure, yeah. <laughs> it's, but, there's a, but there's like a school term yeah. for that, and I'm a teacher, and I can't even do it. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, it's fine. Okay, we are uh, off the rails right now. I know it's <laughs> all right. I love, I love it. Don't so worry about much. it. But let's start with the defense. What do you say, boys? We'll start with the defense, and we'll start with the cornerbacks. Cornerback group as a whole. Give me your grade for them. We'll start with you, Patrick. I'm going to go A minus. Okay. Just because I don't think I'm I'm a guy to give out an A plus. We don't talk enough about Woody Washington, and that's just because he plays great every game. He doesn't yeah. play Uber fantastic, but he plays pretty dang good every single game. Gentry Williams has really come into his own. He's playing fantastic. His turnover ratio is awesome. 
it's just been really good overall for the cornerbacks. And that was a position group that was kind of a question mark coming into the season, but there's no questions there right now. I'm with you, Pat. I'm going to go ahead and give them an A- minus as well, just because mainly because Billy Bowman and Peyton Bowen and Woody Washington, like you mentioned, have all been playing lights out. They've been playing so, so well for the defensive. Or sorry, wow, I thought we were doing defensive backs and we're just talking corners. I was waiting a minute. I can't even host this show correctly. (laughs) We can just put them together. No, I thought I didn't realize what a cornerback was. No, no, you were right. I I know, you were right. Okay, cornerbacks, as in Woody Washington and company, I'm going to give those guys a B plus just because I think they could be, there's, they're good, right? They're, they're good. They could be a little bit better. Uh, Woody Washington, to your point, Patrick, he's playing and we're not hearing a ton about Woody Washington because teams are avoiding him because they're like, Hey, that's their best corner. Let's not go after that guy. We'll go after anybody else. But yeah. even the other guys, Kendall Dolby's played well. Uh, he, he had a turnover in the last game. So yeah, I, Macari Vickers has looked good too, the freshman. Yes, for sure. All right. That's, that's my corner spiel. Go ahead, Matt. Uh, I'll go B plus. I mean, they're giving up 239 yards. I think they at times become a little bit too conservative. That could be part of the scheme and play calling. Uh, I would just like to see him play a little bit more man up, man up uh, coverage, whatever you call it, man press. I'm not a football guy. A little more press, a little more press. Um, just to see if they have the athleticism, because obviously we know Woody Washington been there a long time, can really lock down one side of the field. And I think Connie Walker, Kendall Doby, the transfer from Juco has stepped in. They have some good depth. I think they just sometimes give up some too easy catches like we saw in the Texas game. I mean, Quinn Ewers did complete like almost 80 plus percent of his passes. I think he did. Uh, and a lot of those are just easy slants or crosses over the middle again. I think that kind of I compile the safeties and the corners together since they play really as one unit. So I think B plus for both the corners and safeties. I mean, they have had a league high of of 12 interceptions, so there's nothing to discount that. They've made very big plays, especially in the turnover margin. I just think there's still a little bit of room for improvement on uh, easy yards given up over the middle. Ryan. Yeah, I'm going to say B. Um, I think that they are a strong group that has played well. I don't think they have played as well as they they can and probably will down the stretch. I think this team is going to get better. I think this defense is going to get better. They've made some mistakes. They've let up some big plays. I'm thinking about the Iowa State game, and I know that's a little bit of a mixture with the safeties, so I, I kind of like the the move that Gann has has made to kind of group them together. Uh, um, you know, I I think they're probably the weakest part of this defense, but they are still solid. So if I'm giving a B for the weakest part of the defense, yeah, I consider that a success in my nice. mind. Go get so that was your safety. You and Matt. I think so. Yeah. Safety. I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna put them together. I would say like safety is probably a little bit more impressive for me just because I feel like um, Billy has played really wonderfully all year. Um, But that's more individual. If I'm thinking about them as a group, um, I would probably put them together at at a B. I have the safeties at an A minus. I think Billy Bowman and Peyton Bowen have played very well. Key Lawrence has played okay at times. He could play a little better at times. Um, So, as for the safeties, I, I give those guys an A minus, mainly just because Billy and Peyton are 
obviously two, arguably two of the best three players on our on our defense right now. Patrick, safeties. You know what? I was gonna go A minus. Okay. But I feel like they deserve an A plus because we're leading the country in interceptions. We're second in turnovers, I believe, in defensive turnovers. That's because of these guys. Big facts. Tell me I'm wrong. You know, no. so, well, Patrick, I'm I just them, I'm, no, I'm, I'm cracking up that plus. I'm cracking up that you're giving an A plus with literally the last position. You were like, I'm not an A plus kind of guy. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I love you got to think if, if someone's the best in the nation, you got to get, you got to do it. You know, I just, that is a plus. That's a plus stuff. You mean they're perfect. They can do no perfect, wrong. Almost perfect. I like it. Okay. Uh, defensive lineman. We'll go ahead. We'll start with you, Matt. What do you got? Give this group an A plus. Uh, I think the, tr- or the, wow. the transformation from, wow. and I really give it, what are we scaling on this, guys? I got no A pluses. <laughs> we can always improve. Yeah, doing? I'll say I think just the, the the biggest difference we've seen from last year to this year has been the big boys up front. Uh, you don't get those pressures, and the run defense isn't as good without those guys like Dejon Terry, Isaiah Coe, who just could not be moved during that Texas game. That matters when you win in the trenches because that allows the linebackers like Danny Stutzman jk7 to make those plays as well as helping the coverage out when you can generate pressure get the quarterback a little bit off his rocker so i i think the front seven in combination gets a minus a plus for their play danny stutzman's always obviously playing at an all-american level so i like to include them all as one <laughs> unit he's doing just his because again. matt's trying to matt's trying to get <laughs> out of this episode bro he's it's just hard to not put them together because they are working so beautifully in unison but the defensive line is where it all starts if it's not them linebackers and safeties and corners can't really do their jobs so defensive lines create a lot of pressure multiple sacks in all the games Really good performance so far out of them, and they have a lot of depth. And a lot of the transfers have made big plays, like Jacob Lacey, uh, Trace Ford. All of these guys have made huge impacts coming in. I'm going to go just with a straight up B for the defensive line. I think they've played well, and like Matt said, they have gotten some pressure, more pressure than last year. That's for certain. But you know, there's all like Ryan said, there's always room for improvement, and there's always ways to get better. I think they could be a little more explosive off the edge. And that that goes to the to the edge guys, you know, getting more pressure on the passer. But really, I think this grade is what it is for me. It, it was going to be a B minus, but this last game against Texas, just that goal line stand, that was all, that was all like defensive line play, man. That's just those guys being bigger, stronger men than you and asserting their will. So, yeah, that's that's what I got on them. I couldn't agree more. I'm going to give them a B as well. I would have probably done a C minus C plus prior to this week against Texas, but they came into their own. Kind of how I felt. Deserve a B. Yeah. Kind of how I felt, Pat. Yeah. Y'all are y'all are wild. Then, if you think that the defensive line has been that much poorer than the cornerbacks, you guys gave like an A plus. Agreed. I didn't give an A plus. I didn't give an A plus. I didn't either. I gave an A plus to the safeties. (laughs) (laughs) He's right. He did. So you're coming in like, oh, I was going to give him a C. Like, man, I wish get out of here. I wish. Was here, man. I'm giving giving the defensive lineman an A minus because they have been really solid all year. Like they have 
we have we have kept points down and yes that is all the defense but we have also kept the run game down and they were exceptional in the texas game exceptional so good like when's the last time we had we had a stop on the goal line like that like yes there can always be improvements i think that they can um put more pressure on quarterbacks um you know we got five sacks against texas which is amazing but we hadn't seen that before the texas game um they can improve in that regard but i i would say a minus just because of what they have been able to do this year cool thank you that's the right answer that's the right answer and for the defense (laughs) i want to see peyton Boeing and pj get on the field more they are just too good to be kept off the field too good because the potential for the defense can only increase with these guys getting more playing time they're just too good they're too good I can agree with that. Okay, so linebacker time. I'm going to go ahead and start us off. Linebackers get an A for me because obviously Danny. Danny is arguably one of the best linebackers in the country right now. Deservedly so. Jaron has improved. I feel like he looks more comfortable, more knowledgeable in the defense. Jaron's look great. Even the younger guys, when they come in, I thought Kip Lewis, when he comes in, looks really, really good. Kip Lewis was part of that goal line stand. He had a tackle for loss. Like these linebackers are are solid. They're solid players, man. And they've performed very, very well. And you can tell how comfortable they feel in this defense. Now under Brent Venables, getting, getting yelled at and barked at is not bothering these guys. They look ready to go. So give me an A for the linebackers. Yeah, uh, completely agree with you, Mace. I'm giving them an A as well. I think this is the strongest part of our defense um, this year. I think for all the reasons that you said, the only thing that I would add is the change from last year to this year. Um, and I've talked about this before in previous pods, but the the fact that they swarm the ball, they go after the ball, and they they and they're so fast, and they just they can read things so well this year compared to like last year and even years before. So a for, for this group and the strongest part of the defense in my mind. I'm going to agree and give an a as well. My only call out here is when Danny was obviously going to rush Quinn Ewers, Quinn knew it right away and was hitting worthy or someone mid on the, like a slant, right? Slant right on the left very easily. That's something we got to watch out for moving forward. Send Jaron instead. So it's a little more tricky. Danny is a a Buckus finalist, in my opinion. If the way he continues to play, he should win it. He is one of the best linebackers. So really the first games before Texas, the first five, I would say B+. But I think JK7 really had his best game of the year against Texas with 13 total tackles. I think that was really his coming out party, Mason. I think he hit it really well. I think he's, as the year has gone on, the more games he's played, he's really filling in what that linebacker position, what BV is asking of the linebacker position in tandem with Danny Stutzman. I agree. Kip Lewis has played really good situationally and obviously the Samakala uh, coming off or coming off into the game as well has been, has been massive. So I think as the group has progressed, Matt refuses to wait He's combining on, he, the next he one. He refuses to <laughs> wait on individual positions. <laughs> refuses. Like when he brought up the saw, I was like, "Oh, he's doing all right." It again. So, Matt, that's your cheetah. <laughs> Matt, go ahead, you give a go grade? ahead with your cheetah. I interrupted. Did you give a grade for the linebackers? Yeah, a okay. Was cheetah. B plus. I feel like JK <laughs> improved that. Uh, cheetah. I mean, I don't know. I it's hard for me to pay attention to who's playing Cheetah unless the song's out there. 
So it's hard for me to really understand how the cheetah position works, especially just not being a football guy and all that. So when I see Desan out there, I really like what I see. When he's off the field, I really don't know what's going on, to be honest with you. Listen, not a football guy. I'm just being, hey, this is a podcast. You've said where... that four times and you host a football podcast. Yeah, Get brother, out of here. Brother, what are you talking about? You're a football guy. Go ahead, Patrick. Sure. Who, yeah, give me, I'll give, give the cheetah position. I think the cheetah position it has a lot of potential. It's coming to its own, but I'm going to give it a B- minus because next year when Desan has a year under his belt, it'll be a very clear A. And so I'm not going to give higher than a B minus right now because I know what he can do. Ryan? Uh, I'm going to say B plus mostly because of the, and I don't think this is necessarily their fault with, with Harrington going down and getting injured. I think there's just been a lot of shifting around at the cheetah position and still trying to understand exactly how it fits into the scheme of this mm. defense. I think individually, um, both, you know, um, Desan and Peyton Bowen have played really well in that position. Um, I think there just can be more improvement and more sinking with some of the other pieces of the defense. I think it's a solid B. I think Desan McCall is a great player and has the has the ability to be the guy at that position, like unquestioned the guy at that position. Uh, it sucks about Justin Harrington. You you don't want anybody to go down with injury ever, but I think Desan has proved his worth and played very well. I think it's he's only going to get better with time, like like this defense as a whole. Like we saw, we saw Danny struggle last year, and this year he's taken off. The second year in the system really clicks well for these guys. So I think uh, Jaron Kanak, another guy as well, who it's starting to click in year number two of this system for him. So be on the lookout for Desan McCullough next year. But he's been playing well this year. I give him a B for that. Okay, moving over to the offensive side of the ball, boys. Let's go ahead and start with the one that I know we're all going to not be happy about and let's just go ahead and start with the tight end. I just to get out of the way cuz I don't want to I don't want to talk about him anymore, Matt. I mean, an F. Total failure. <laughs> Total to wow. frank. I no, mean, I'm going to hey, I'm going to go up, I'm going to go up and give them a D I'm doing a D. Because uh Stogner actually caught some passes against Texas. So, like, I'll give him any give them a block. What T do? He caught a football. That's what he, he's is there a first for. down. Crazy. He had a first down. He Guys, had a first down. But we can't just go off one game. I mean, the tight end position as a whole, we thought would be better bringing back Austin Stogner. I mean, D some is transfers. bad grade. D's still bad. I think F for, to- F for total bad. failure. F for, F for total, failure. total failure. D is still yeah. failing. Look, I'd rather, I'd rather than. I'd rather grade them a W for withdrawn so that I don't have to see them on the field anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what I'd rather have. Patrick, what do you got? Uh, I'm going to go ahead, be a little more optimistic, give a C minus. I'm hoping that there's still something there with Stogner. We saw more of it this week. He could continue to come into his own, or we could just continue to hide how great he is potentially and uh, bring him out in December more so. But they're also doing a decent job of what they're being asked to do from a blocking perspective. So I'm going to take that into account as well, but agreed like that is our worst position group, probably in the team. I don't think that's arguable right now. No. Did you give a grade, Ryan? I don't remember. Yeah, I said D. Sorry. Uh, I just D. like agree with you guys. Everything that you guys are talking about, they've just kind of been non-existent. Okay. Maybe the second most maligned position running back, running back grades, I got this one. I will go go. first. Yeah. Okay. I'm giving them a C. 
Yeah. And the reason I'm giving them a C is I said this, I said this in the, it was either in the, I think it was in the post game pod for Texas. They're doing just enough. They're doing just enough to get us by like just enough to help and, and scatter a little bit of the offense. And there's nothing that screams just enough with grades than a C because <laughs> you're, you're skating by, you're still good. You're still going to pass, but you're not doing anything special and your performance really isn't that great. Correct. So C. I got a C plus for the running backs. I'm just, everyone knows how I feel about the running backs. I don't think they've been impressive whatsoever. I'm, I'm just done. I'm done pretending that Talwee Walker's the best running back in this room. I just, I can't do it anymore. Yeah, he's a big body and he and he's a bully and he runs hard. That's great. Put him in in goal line packages. I don't need to see him running an off tackle. He he he's like a Mack truck. The way he has to gear shift to just get up to full speed. It's it's agonizing to watch. So running back room C plus for me. Yeah, I'll go, Patrick. Don't you worry. I was trying to give a dramatic <laughs> pause. Hold on. Oh no. D, D, it's easy. D, D. Matt hates the offense. Yeah, he hates them. I, those two <laughs> position groups, I think, especially running back with the expectation coming into the year, we always want to be a run first team. Obviously, that's not the case, and it's obviously working well being a pass first offense. But when we go to the SEC, the run game has to be there, and we have a pretty depth of running backs. And the expectation was that Javante Barnes. And Gavin Shawcheck would be those guys, especially with the bowl game last year. And Javante Barnes didn't even play. I don't think he was even on the field once. I mean, he must be dealing with an injury bug. I, I have seen an update. But the expectation has been so far below par this year from the running back. So when you're running back, number one is Tywee Tywe Walker. or And I'm done with the Marcus Major experience, <laughs> as you guys are well Same. aware of the last few, two Same. years. Same. It's... It's just very, very underperforming for an OU team that has had great running backs and has led on the run game first. I mean, we're averaging barely four yards a carry, and every time they run the ball, I'm just like, wow, picked up three yards. Yeah, sure, they're doing enough to maybe get some respect from the linebacker and safeties, but it's been terrible. I don't know how you guys can even give it C. It's been awful. Just saying. Patrick. I'm going to give a C- minus as well. I was talking to our friends at the fan stop before we got into some other conversations this week, but we started off with football talk and Jarrett at the fan stop made a good point of, yeah, but our, our running backs are averaging about four yards without explosive 20 yard runs a game. So yeah, they are kind of doing enough. They are getting three or four yards every down. That is important to note. However, it is not good enough. It seems like we're lost there or Gavin and Javante are just unhealthy and we're, we're just, yeah, it just hasn't been good enough. I think we're currently eighth in the Big 12 in rushing yards. That is probably ninth if you count, if you take away Dylan's yards. That's just not good enough. And that warrants them a C minus. Let us know down below in the comments what you're uh, grading these position groups as we go through them. By the way, we read every single one of your comments. We appreciate it as well. All right. Off or uh, the wide receivers, wide receiver grade, I'm giving a solid A. Uh, they're, they're arguably the best. I don't think it is arguable. I take that back. They're the best position group on the offense. And they were the ones with the biggest question mark coming into the year. And they've all performed 
so, so, so very well. So wide receivers get an A for me. Because remember, guys, remember, guys, we (laughs) talked. All we did was we're like, oh, it's Jaleel Farouk and a bunch of guys. Well, really, it's Jaleel Farouk and Jaden Gibson and Nick Anderson and Drake Stoops actually had a really good game against Texas. Not actually like I'm surprised, but he had a he had a really good game against them. G freaky when he gets the ball in his hands, Gavin Freeman looks, looks good as well. So all of those guys, they're, they're really good. And I didn't mention Andrew Anthony just because he got injured, but Andrew Anthony, the, I think he was the leading receiver on the team up until he got hurt. So yeah. Hey, I'm going to say a minus, um, a lot of the same reasons that you did mace um with with kind of like our expectations going into this year and like what they've actually been able to do um i can't quite get to the a position just yet just because um i i do like there have been some drops there have been some you know miscalculated routes um i i think that's still just like them meshing with the system a lot of them are very young or new um, and Andrew Anthony's case. Um, so I think like they're still figuring a little bit of that out similar to the, the cornerbacks that I talked about. I think they're just going to get better. Um, I know losing Anthony is a huge loss for us. Um, but I do think that these young, young guys are going to step up and I think they're just going to, they're going to mesh even better with the system. So I'm going to say a minus, I think they've done an exceptional job. I just think there is a little bit more room for improvement. Pat? I'll go with A- minus as well for the same reasons. Matt? Uh, <laughs> I think up until this point, I think you guys make really good points. The expectation for this group was who was going to step up next to Jaleel. We saw Anthony obviously do that and be the best wide receiver. Huge blow to the wide receiver room, but they probably have the most depth. And I want to see more Nick Anderson Jaden Gibson's got to learn to catch a football. I mean, that dime in the game, that long pass, I mean, had both hands on it and dropped it. I mean, that's why he probably doesn't see the field that much, unfortunately. But this group of guys with the veteran Drake Stoops, with Jaleel being the best wide receiver, a lot of upside potential. So I'm going to give an A, slightly leaning towards a B-plus so far this year. Cool. So that would be that would be an A minus if you're an A leaning toward a B plus. But anyway, it goes A A minus <laughs> A plus. Yeah, you guys that know makes how sense. Scale works. I can't tell if he's being serious <laughs> or not, and I can't. No, he's just being ridiculous. <laughs> okay, offensive line grade time. Patrick, we'll start with you. What do you got? I don't know. Man, if you can hear me. Oh, I wish okay. you, I wish you guys would have gone first because I would have based my okay. answer. Yeah, let me go. Let me go first. Let me let me let me. Patrick, uh, I love the honesty. Yeah. I love the honesty. Yeah, so I, much. This is a group that's been <laughs> it's been a little shaky, but has also done enough, but has also caused most of our penalties. I'm gonna give them a B minus because of those reasons i i still feel like it's it's sketchy sometimes it doesn't feel right sometimes however they are doing enough played great this week they're coming to their own walter rouse killing it give me a b minus on the offensive line i'm a solid b i think their pass blocking is good i think their run blocking could be better so i'm going to give them a solid b if i was only grading them on their pass blocking they'd be they'd be in the a territory but you have to include the running game as well 
Mason, I think you saw my notes because that's exactly where I was going to go. I think the two tackles, Walter and Tyler Guyton, have played the best. I think it's really the interior with our center that has been the most shaky, uh, getting pushed back, having the penalties. I think this group has only progressed better. I think you saw that a lot in the Texas game. Hopefully that continues. Need to see more Caden Green in there, uh, potentially Everett. I think Rom is playing better as well, but yeah, I agree with you. The run block has been pretty terrible pass block for sure that's why i'm giving it a b um i'm gonna say b plus and the only reason i'm going plus instead of regular b is i think they have impressed me more than i expected i I, like they were one of the position groups i was most worried about coming into the year because you know we lost a lot of talent on the offensive line last year um and we didn't really know um if they if they would mesh well together and I think ultimately, yeah, we've had a little bit of a couple mishaps here and here and there. Um, but ultimately, I think especially in this Texas game, they played really well and they meshed together really well. And so with me thinking that they've played a little bit better than I was expecting, I'm going to give them a B plus. Quarterback time. Last position that we're going to go over. Quarterback Dylan Gabriel, A plus for me. And the reason he gets an A plus is because this is as good as you're going to get with Dylan Gabriel. He is playing as well as he possibly can for you right now. So for me, he earns an A plus because this is his ceiling. Like we've talked about how he's not like a ceiling raiser. I think this is as good as Dylan plays and that, and it's great. It's really, really good. It's Heisman. It's Heisman caliber. Like we talked about, he can be in New York for sure, but if you're gonna, if you want him to go out there and sling it around and throw, I, I don't know, throw for five. I know he can, but like throw for 500 yards to will you to a win. I just don't know if he can do that. When we get to like nut cutting time against great, great teams, like when we see Texas again, if we do, uh, when whenever the bowl game is, whatever the bowl game is, like he's gonna have to do it again. Um, but I think Dylan's an A plus. Yeah, um, would, I'm, go ahead, Brett. Go ahead. Um, I'm gonna agree with you, Mason. I don't. I don't give the Dylan Gabriel I, hater. The Dylan Gabriel hater, and this is partially why I'm giving like the A plus. And I, I said earlier, I don't usually give A pluses because you know there's always room to grow. I, I, I agree with you that like this is this is the ceiling, and damn, it's a good ceiling. Like I love being here. This is fantastic. He's playing great. Like we've talked about with the with the Texas game, he had his Heisman moment. He continues to play at this level. Like, who knows what we're capable of this year? Like, I'm that's super exciting. And I am the biggest, I was the biggest Dylan Gabriel hater in on this podcast. And everyone knows that. And I've been eating crow all all year. Yeah, <laughs> keep this. eating it. Keep eating it. <laughs> and I I'm happy about that. Like, I'm so happy that he has. Like it, it hasn't really like come out of his shell. It's just been more like it's just another year. It's another year that he's been able to understand the system and what it means to be here at the University of Oklahoma. And with that Texas game, I just don't know how you can go any higher than where he is Balls right now. So steel. I'm gonna yeah. say A plus. Yeah. All right, Matt. Yeah, he's definitely taking a step up from last year. I'm gonna agree. I'm gonna go A plus plus. Ooh. Wow. 
Wow. This guy is plus. leading leading the Big 12 with 346 passing yards, leading the Big 12 per game. With over 800 or 1,800 yards, almost 1,900 yards, completing over 70% of his passes, 16 touchdowns, two interceptions, and utilizing his legs a lot better this year when he needs to escape the pocket and use them when needed. So I think you're amazing. You said it. Everything that he's done, he's exceeded expectations. This is the absolute best that he's played, and it shows. I mean, he's carrying the offense on his back so far this year, especially with barely any running game to speak of. I don't know what more you could ask of DG with the offense, not turning the ball over. That's what you want from your quarterback, playing at a high level. Patrick, round us out. I'll go with an A minus. There's just some passes Boo. that look a little easier. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, you got sometimes he's throwing the ball behind his receivers. Sometimes he's not hitting them. He wants those back. But overall, he honestly, he has been a ceiling raiser. I don't think he win that game against Texas with one minute to go unless your quarterback's raising the ceiling. He's had a yeah. fantastic season. He's obviously a fifth-year quarterback and a system that works for him that he knows very well, and he's playing great, and I'm very happy he's our quarterback. Love it. Glad you were here with us on this ride. Matt Gantz, circle the wagon time. Let's do it, brother. Yeah, let me get it pulled up here. Got some exciting news from a couple different teams. Again, not all the fall sports have started with basketball and some other teams playing, but women's soccer playing two games here, losing at West Virginia in Morgantown. Four to nothing, coming back and tying Cincy 0-0 at Cincinnati. The real big difference here for the Sooners, uh, the women's team, soccer team, is that their home record is 5-1-1. One, and one. So when they play at John Crane Field, they play a lot better than they have so far at uh, or against on the road. So they'll play Texas and BYU both at home the next two games. Hopefully that home record can stand. If you're in Norman, go to John Curry Field, support the Sooners. Volleyball overall 6-8. and eight. They continue their six-game losing streak, getting sweeped by BYU 3-0. They will play TCU at home before traveling to Kansas in Lawrence this upcoming weekend. Men's golf doing the Big 12 match play this past weekend, playing five different Big 12 teams. Overall went four and one. They lost the opening match play to Houston two one and two, and then ripping off four straight wins against Texas, BYU, TCU, and finishing off the weekend against Texas Tech. So a really good showing, especially losing that first match play. They're actually going to compete in Hawaii this upcoming weekend. What more could you want? But that is Circle the Wagons. Quick update. More sports to come. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you, Matt Gann. PGP MVP of the week time. Feel free to comment along with us as we give you our MVP of the week. Ryan, we'll start with you, man. Who you got? Yeah, we've already talked about it, but I'm giving it to the OU social team. Um, oh, that yeah. video was incredible, very special. Um, takes a lot of work to do that. They work their asses off for that, and it shows. So, Absolutely. Patrick? Walter Rouse, holding off two guys to make that, to allow Dylan to make that pass to Nick Anderson. Beautifully done. My MVP of the week, Walter Rouse. Amazingly done. Matt Gann. Oh, we're picking all o- OU Sooners or what here? I can't you can pick whatever you want. Can't tell. Yeah, it's your segment. Uh, 
Yeah, this is tough. Not a whole lot going on this week. Uh, I'm going to go Louisville. Jeff Brom, homecoming, back to Notre Dame, beating Notre Dame, who is now showing that Notre Dame might be a fraudster. So I'm going Louisville head coach. Watch out for them. Cardinals, number 14th in the nation. Uh, The only thing that I'll say about Notre Dame is I literally cannot wait to see USC try to play in freezing rain this weekend in um, Indiana. It's going to be so much fun. Yeah, they were they were spraying their yeah. spraying their punt returns with water while they were trying so to fun. like practice catching it. It's gonna be while so it was cold. Raining and they none of them caught it. It's hysterical. It's just so. Sorry, bad. I digress. Okay, ahead, my please. my PGP MVP of the week is Baker Reagan Mayfield. How about on your bye week after leading your team to a three and one record to start to go be an ambassador for raising canes, eat some raising canes. Then be on college game day, be on the sidelines for a great OU Texas game, and then go back and you're and you're back to being an NFL stud. Just what a what a weekend for Baker Mayfield. What a weekend for Baker Mayfield. Uh, also was on the Rich Eisen show, was on a couple other shows, getting interviewed during the week. Dude's just absolutely crushing it right now. Only only one to pick OU on game day. Yeah, he's a no. real one. Yeah, he's a real one. He knew Baker Reagan Mayfield, my MVP of the week. And with that, that's going to do it. Episode 92 is a wrap for me and the boys. Be sure to like, subscribe on our YouTube channel. Trying to hit 2,000 subscribers. Subscribe to this channel. It costs you $0. Helps us out more than you know. You can follow us on all of our social media at Program Guys with a Z. Wherever you find us, you can also get us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, all of that good stuff. We will see you next week where we will preview the game against UCF. Bang. Mm -hmm. That's what we're going to do. Pat, take us out. Keep pushing it, baby. Sweet.